Hi, everyone, and welcome to the spin-off podcast, Virtual Event Stories. My name is Nikki, and I'm the co-founder of Everywhere Plus. And if you've never heard of us before, we are the awesome virtual events platform for people that do good. And we host webinars, conferences, hybrid events for people in the not-for-profit sector to help them reach their audience, engage with their audience, fundraise, upskill their staff, um, and we get to work with absolutely amazing people on their virtual events. Welcome to today's Everywhere Plus webinar. My name is Nikki Bell and I'm one of the co-founders, no founders, co-founders of Everywhere Plus. And as you heard, we are the virtual events platform for charities. We've helped hundreds of uh, charities and organizations in the not-for-profit sector host webinars, conferences, and virtual events to keep you connected to your colleagues, to your supporters, and the people that can help you change the world. And not only do we have a fantastic platform that you can adapt and change to whatever you need, uh, we will also do the event for you behind the scenes as well. So we look after you all the way uh, from day one right up to event day where we'll run it for you. So if you have any virtual events uh, that you want to host in 2023 and beyond, do get in touch with one of the team. There's a button underneath the video uh, to book in a call and I'll be happy to take you through everything that we do. Um, and you're actually going to get an insight uh, to some of the things that we do as well, because in today's conversation, we are going to hear from Louise McCarthy, who is the Director of Fundraising at NHS Charities Together. And in May 2022, they hosted their first hybrid conference for their members. I'm not going to go into the details of the why and the how, because that's obviously the Q&A that we're going to have uh, with Louise today. Um, but the purpose of this uh, conversation is to share with you how simple it can be when you work with people who can uh, share the load and obviously can offer some support and insight, but also like when you actually plan that in from day one. Recently, if you follow me on social media, you'll you'll have seen a post um, about our experience of working with people when uh, their in-person event plans just get thrown in the sea. Um, and of course, that's happened more recently with the strikes. Um, the cost of living crisis is making in-person events so much more expensive to host. And what we found ourselves as a team doing in the past couple of months is working really fast with our charity clients to help them get their virtual events online. What NHS Charities Together did is they planned it from day one. And what happened was they had a fantastic virtual event and in-person event experience that made people feel connected. So the people in the room were aware of the people online and vice versa. There was multiple opportunities for these people to engage and interact. Um, and people had the choice as well as to where they wanted it to, to be. So Louise is going to answer all of our questions um, about what they did and, and how you can do it too. And as always, as we do uh, with these webinars um, after the session, you'll see underneath the video as well, there's a join breakout button. Don't hit that yet. You can come in and you can chat with me uh, directly in, in one one or one whoever's here. Um, and you can ask questions specific to your charity organization as well. Because obviously NHS Charities Together will have uh, different like capacity, different resources. Um, but bearing in mind as well that when you're listening uh, to the Q&A that Louise and I are about to have, they're a relatively new team of that size. If you remember, a lot of their income boost came through COVID and now obviously they're looking at how to maximize that and, and keep it going. 
Um, so do bear that in mind as well. You know, it's a larger organization, but it's it's not one that's been around for like loads and loads of years and, and has uh, loads of background knowledge on, on, on what they're doing in, in this particular sense. So um, I'm going to introduce uh, Louise in just a moment um, and we're going to have a Q&A. If you have any questions, please do pop them in the chat box as we go through um, and we can answer those in the end. I can do that in the chat or you can come through into the breakout room. If you have to pop off, um, that's absolutely fine. The recording will be sent to you later on uh, this week. Um, and I can't see or hear you at this point until you come through into the breakout room. So if you are having your lunch, it's okay. I can't see or hear you. Uh, that is absolutely fine. Um, and I do want to say um, a special hi and welcome. Uh, to some people who've registered onto the webinar uh, today uh, who have uh, hosted events with us uh, in the past. So we have Eva Peel here. So really lovely uh, to see you folks back. Um, we have, who else do we have? Oh, we have WWF uh, who've just joined us as members. That's really exciting. So hello to you. Um, we have uh, St. Oswald's Hospice who are just about to host a, a legacy event with us in the next couple of weeks. Uh, World Cancer Research, who we've been supporting with their London Marathon Welcome Virtual Events. It's really exciting to see you back um, and Action for Children um, as well. So really lovely to have some of our uh, clients uh, on the call today. Uh, and, uh, and yes, and a special welcome uh, to the Chartered Institute Fundraising, who've joined us today. Very excited to share with you some insights about hosting hybrid events. And hopefully you can put that to use in 2023. So... Let's go ahead and say hi to Louise and uh, let's get these questions answered. So I'm just going to come straight to you, Louise, and ask you all of the questions about your fantastic event. Um, and the first question that I would love to know is why make the decision to host a, a hybrid conference in 2022? I think it, it just evolved and came naturally, Nikki. I think prior to 2020, so... For those that don't know, National Char Char uh, NHS Charities Together, you know, it's a national charity, but it's always been a membership organisation. Mm. So the very essence of it was always to provide peer support, guidance, mentoring, that sharing practice. And I suppose prior to 2020, we just we just always met in person. It was just the way. It was a much smaller number of us as well. And then the pandemic happened. The membership doubled in numbers. And... I suppose as we entered 22, um, we were also kind of going, right, we need to all come back together. We want to have that connection. But then also we recognised, you know, that we've got people dotted in Northern Ireland. We've got people in Scotland, Wales. We were still, as NHS charities, we're still very much in that, are we in the pandemic? Are we not? Are we coming? And also, so we didn't want it to be kind of prohibited by where people lived what experience they were getting into so for us hybrid was really key we didn't want that geography to get in the way of people learning and connecting um so therefore we thought we need to give this a go we need to make it as accessible as we can albeit it was our first attempt at doing it um and it and it paid off so we gave every member a free space and by that it was their choice of whether they wanted to be in the room or virtually Okay. And then if they wanted to come along uh, more, then then that's obviously where we, we charge for tickets on top of that. What was the split for people watching online and people in person? It was um, around two-thirds in the room and about a third virtually. I would say because of, um, we might go into it, you know, little teaser, we are going to do more um, on repeat it again this year. 
Um, so I'm anticipating that there will be more virtually um, this year because, as I say, people habitually had been used to kind of coming and being in the room, um, whereas I think we can do so much more and make sure it's seen as, as many people within those organisations can come along. So, yeah, it was about two-thirds in the room, one-third at home. That's interesting because often when we were hosting hybrid events or chatting with people looking to host hybrid events last year, they were worried that by hosting the online element, it would stop people from coming in person. Um, and from my experience, obviously, from hosting events on the platform, it doesn't because it gives people choice. So you just end up with more numbers anyway. So you could end up with more online, but you'll still have people there in person. So that's that's amazing. Exactly that. It grew the numbers. It, it grew. It didn't detract in any way. And actually, I think what was lovely was, you know, we might touch us on this in a bit. You know, it was a two-day conference. And so for some people, absolutely their roles meant that everything over the two days was relevant. But for other people, it meant that they could, you know, have a little bit of a one day was more relevant than the other, depending on the content. And so they could pick and choose, or they could even share tickets and bits and bobs like that. Nice. So you've got the extended reach, the accessibility, you've got like the freedom of choice and and, and what people wanted to, to absorb. What are the positive experiences did you have from, from hosting a hybrid hybrid conference? Oh, tricky question. I think there was, I could go on about this for ages, but I think... Um, there were loads of benefits and a lot that we didn't probably anticipate before we started as well. So um, for me, I absolutely loved that everyone was invited um, and that everyone felt a part of it. Um, and we were really mindful of people's situations and we were thanked for that consideration of making it more accessible as well. Um, as I said before, it also allowed, I'd say one of the main benefits as well, it allowed people to have a taster, you know, people that maybe have joined um, NHS charities in the last couple of years that didn't know, and it gave them a chance to kind of dip their toe into a session, mm -hmm. uh, whereas they might not have been confident to come along for two days. That makes sense and do back to back. Um, also another benefit I would say is people could access content later. Um, after the event, which obviously you don't have that if you if, if you're just in the room, um, but um, and maybe a final thing was I found that um, you know you get questions in the room at a conference. Mm -hmm. I actually found that a lot more questions were asked by the um, virtual audience. Oh, okay, because so, I think there might have been more that time to reflect, listen, and so on. So again, I think um, the content was enhanced and enriched the discussion. Um, because of those questions as well. So yeah, there was a bit of bounce stuff going on there. Now, despite all these benefits, which sound amazing, um, the decision to have hybrid wasn't just a clear cut, yes, let's do it. You had to have some difficult conversations. What happened there and how did you get through those? Um, I appreciate I'm talking to the expert here, so you, you're going to love some of these. There's only <laughs> a couple, but I suppose the main conversation or the main... Uh, I wouldn't say challenge, but certainly the kind of, you know, influencing and convincing people was actually just changing people's mindset of shifting to a different way of thinking um, of why we wouldn't just do what we knew had worked well to a degree in the past um, and really making people understand that actually there was a whole network of people and reach that we weren't. Um, you know, we were connecting with, we were accessing. So there was there was definitely the mind 
um, the mindset shift because um, I wouldn't say it was broken um, before, but but people just hadn't quite realised what the potential could be and how much we could enhance it. And then ironically, this is the bit I think you'll chuckle at. Um, ironically, I think there was an illusion that by doing it hybrid that the cost would be significantly more, which is um, for all of us that have done in-person events, stage yeah. events, the, the, the hybrid element wasn't really um, much of a cost element within the within the whole of it. But I think it was, um, you know, there was a, a myth of thinking that that was going to add a lot more to the budget. And actually, you know, as it played out, um, the experiential and the feedback and the fact that we could get more people attending, um, you could even look at it as a certainly break even, if not a, you know, I, I think that that will be, you know, an income generator uh, for the future as well. That's really good news. Um, and yeah, it's, I think people are pleasantly surprised because you used the, the Everywhere Plus platform um, that it's, because you hear all these things of Brandon and da da da, and you go, oh goodness, this is going to be thousands. But um, but no, it's 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 good. And, and I think the thing that we loved, and uh, I promise you, anyone watching this, this was a plan, so it's not a plug. Nikki definitely didn't ask me to mention this, but I think as well because we were working with sales, we could model, you know, which bits that we wanted to involve, and we could again kind of say, well, for this year, these are what we feel are the fundamental elements that we need to include. And whilst that might be nice to have, we might not be there yet, but we can add that on as a bolt on. And and we we, we had that flexibility to design it for what felt right for us as well. Whereas obviously sometimes you you, you kind of, uh, you've got to go with the format that's offered. Whereas, um, yeah, we were able to flex, I felt very much to personalize it for our organization as well. And although what plans, that leads me beautifully onto my next question. <laughs> so thank you. Um, so anyone who's who's seen your conference talked about online, you know, it is held up as, you know, a, an amazing example of, you know, a great hybrid and event experience. So well done to your team for, for that. Um, I clapped really close to the mic there, so sorry if that was really loud. Um, for anyone considering hosting a hybrid conference and getting that experience right for both the in-person and online attendees, what do they need? Okay. Um... So I mean, firstly, thank you. We we definitely didn't see ourselves as the experts. We're very much learning as we go. And, you know, there's always those things that you'd love to improve, but, but that's, you know, fab to hear. And we had lovely feedback. I think for me, the things that definitely I've got in mind, you know, um, for this year and what we kept in mind when we were doing it the first time was, you know, from the outset, it was never the, the um, you know, the hybrid element was an addition or the virtual element was an addition. It was all the plan, all the content right from the start um, was how do you have a dialogue between the two? How do you have engagement between both those in the virtual room and those in the physical room? So that was really key. And from the very outset, not just as an afterthought, uh, we had a great host. Um, Andy Taylor White was our host and he really brought the energy. He really enabled it. And from the very early stages, put that, you know, that that attention to care and involvement into it. Um, we did simple things, you know, again, how do we keep the conversation alive? And we included polls. So, you know, virtually you kind of slide those, say those in the room and those virtually watching it, you know, everyone was doing something at the same time, engaged, feeling that you're in separate pockets. 
So how do you make everyone feel part of that? Um, also, I think a key a key thing that really stood out that we had one of the team monitoring the um, the chat all day virtually, mm-hmm. and they were recognised by everyone in the room that uh, Nancy and the team was going to represent you know any questions virtually, and she had that relationship with the host. So there was that constant again, and kind of if anything had popped up, you know, hand raising rather than it being missed, you had someone kind of focused on that. So I'd really say that was important. Um, and also the host, you know, every time was already coming over and asking for feedback. Um, I think as well, something that, that came up in the design of it was also really thinking what can people see? So how can those in the room kind of be aware of the virtual audience and see it but likewise if you're watching watching virtually how do you feel part of this wider event so not just having videos you know of the speakers faces on a podium and it looking a bit easy um you know or slides a little bit behind also you know when there were breaks or when there were lunches how does it stand to the room how do you feel part of that um, so again, that that kind of two way really. Um, you're going to regret asking me this because I've got loads. Um, how we wish we kind of um, as well. You know, you get those kind of um, um, things when you arrive and you're at a conference in person. We've all been there with the kind of goodie bags or bits and bobs. How how could we make sure that again people attending um, virtually um, could feel and access some of those offers or make sure there was that exhibitor. Um, element and space as well so that was key as well to get that bit um and I think I, I suppose the main essence like I said was you know the, the feedback we'd always had from years ago was around the importance of peer-to-peer support and peer networking so it was how did we ensure that there were breakout rooms as well to make sure that there could be those discussions and catch-ups so that you didn't just feel you were isolated and not getting that experience um, and I suppose in the last thing was we planning the whole thing and working closely with Andy, we were really keen to create wow moments. Yeah. So through the ebb and the flow of the whole two days, what are the what are the little bits of magic and wow? And bearing in mind, you know, this was the first time that a lot of NHS um charity workers had come together after what they what they'd seen um and witnessed and some of it, you know, um very hard and they'd you know, to be together virtually or in the room with people that had shared that experience was really important. So we needed to bring that emotion and also that thanking and all those experiences. So we made sure as well for those wow moments that they were shown at the same time, but also um, any videos were shown by the platform. Um, there were recordings done as well to make sure that that personalization and emotion came across. So before it all kicked off, you know, we'd already got a video of the host saying, welcome, this is what you're going to get. Cause you just can't quite pick up on that. If it's like a, you know, a bit of a fly on the wall kind of camera in a big noisy room. So we thought about one of those wow moments that need to be, uh, straight to camera as well. Brilliant. How long did it take is to plan there? Um, it felt really quick. I'd say I think you could say it felt like forever. Yes, that was well. Um, 
I'd, I'd say, you know, kind of, you, you know, the booking and bits and bobs were probably about, you know, five months, six months in advance, but I'd say really, you know, the call was kind of probably the last three months or so. Um, we're giving ourselves a little bit more time this year, but yeah. Yeah. we all know how it works. It's um, a quick rush sometimes to the finish, isn't it? Well, um, we'll we'll be there to help you again, uh, so don't don't worry about that. Um, that was going to be my last question: was Are you doing it again? So is that a is that a yes? That's a definitely doing it again. Yeah, all planning for May, and I think you know this time we're we're really knowing where to sprinkle. Um, some of that magic and and feel we can make it much more accessible and grow it much further as well i love that though because you're not just thinking like all right okay we've got this medium that's more accessible like let's just whack a camera in the room and away where you go there's so many elements to it that you've done that have weaved the audiences together and it's that feeling it's I'm, I, sometimes i log on to events on our platform yours included actually um and you sit there and you go this is amazing like you feel this like little like fizz and you feel emotional and you're like oh this is I want to stay and it feels so good and it's through those touches that you brought to it that don't cost extra money or a lot of money it's just like hey host look at the camera and refer to people online and do you know it's all of those things so you've you've shared that beautifully um and that is that is just absolutely perfect and again well done you for, for thinking of, of that um we, we we actually made a little highlight reel of your event, so I'm going to show it after this because then the visuals will show. Has that been shared with you yet, the highlight video? No, so it'll be a real game moment for me as well, but I like the element of surprise. That's a wild moment for you, Louise. We are we're giving it back. Um, but final question before before I show that video. Um, for anyone sitting on the fence thinking about hosting hybrid or online this year and they're like, mm, I might just do in person. What would you say to those people to give them that nudge uh, to to make it happen? I th I'd tell them to definitely do it. It's much easier than you think. You don't have to. I can vouch for it. You don't have to be what steam it as an expert. But I think you know, just start with what seems realistic for you and your organisation or your event. But just get started and give it give it a test. Um, and just learn from it. But I would definitely encourage it because, um, you know, for me, there wasn't any reason why not to. And um, yeah, I think it's really key that we try and make it as accessible as it can possibly be. Beautiful. Well, thank you to you for coming and answering all of, of, of my questions. Uh, thank you to your team as well, because this is a huge team effort. And, and like you've name checked them there, everyone pulled into that together. So any of the NHS charities together team watching, well done to you. You're amazing. Um, if anyone wants to reach out, connect with you, Louise, where where can they find you? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter, on LinkedIn, um, shared the link. So I'm sure they'll be popping up and everything like that. But yeah, if I can help in any way or connect with the team, then, um, then please reach out. Amazing. Well, thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, look forward to doing it all again in 2023. Thank you, Nikki. And thanks again for all your support. Oh, you're welcome. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Amazing. Uh, thank you so much, Louise, uh, for answering all of those questions um, that I've thrown at you and for answering them so wonderfully. Um, Louise did leave her contact details there. If you missed it, I am going to be sending you a copy of the recording um, in uh, in a couple of days and also that highlight reel uh, that I mentioned um, because I was trying to like find it 
uh, while we were chatting um, and I couldn't find it in time. And so I will pop that in uh, the wrap up email, which you will get on Thursday. Okay, so um, at the bottom of uh, the video, um, you will see a little button where it says join breakout. If you have any questions about virtual events, about hybrid events, um, please do press that button now. Come and meet me in the breakout room. Um, it is an interactive room, so you will be on screen, but you can choose to have your camera off uh, if you wish. Um, so I will see you in there. Otherwise, if you have any questions, my email is nikki at everywhereplus.com uh, and you can just send them through by email uh, if you need to, to shoot off and, and crack on with work or lunch or whatever. Um, but for the rest of you, I will see you in the breakout in just a moment.